What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, everybody. We're back again with Brown Sound Season 4, Episode 7. Seven. We're or, at Siete now, Chicks. Yeah, I'm like, Episode 20, 26? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm never good at keeping up with the numbers and how many episodes we get. Yeah, and <laughs> we're four seasons in, so no one expects you to, Chicks. Yeah. But it's it's a good day to be at the Brown Sound, regardless yes. of what episode it is. What yeah. is going on? <laughs> how how's, how's things going, Chicks? It's night. looks nice in your... Um, background neck of the woods in soho it looks nice down in soho yeah yeah uh chicas well that's a filter and uh i yeah (laughs) i thought you were recording from table rock today but i guess (laughs) i guess it's not yeah chicas you wouldn't catch me up there they don't let you drive your car all the way to the top (laughs) now remember the one time we walked (laughs) we did walk we're like nah let's not do this again i'm like look at us We're not meant for this. <laughs> Just, yeah, that was tough. I that was like the first and last time I think we went to Table Rock together. Yeah, we were like, like oh, we're good. We got a hike up there. Okay. We, we did get a crap load of pictures though to like yeah. prove you know because we're gonna milk that shoot for <laughs> the rest of our lives yeah, no like, just kidding just made it table rock in the same shirt every single time you post <laughs> you're there like oh you must like well, that there's, shirt there's some apps that like change your shirt for you now so you know oh, you yeah, always, yeah, you you always do, do that a lot yeah. of good things you know <laughs> yeah you can um other than that how's life been you know i know our listeners especially the, the female listeners that tune in that just love your voice you know they're always wondering what you're, uh, they wonder what you're doing what's yeah what's no i and i totally get that for them you know because if i were them <laughs> i would also be in the same boat yeah no uh i'm not trying to be cocky or anything but no i've just uh you know it's been working uh i i do I do have to share. I'm doing a little. I was asked to keynote our uh, Latinx graduation at one of the institutions hey, that I work for. There you go. So uh, you know, I'm just gonna show up and do my thing, and hopefully inspire and give some little good words of advice. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know? toot your horn too. You're always I, you're very toot, humble. Toot. You're always very humble because even even sometimes when we're off recording, you're always like, "Oh, we should get this person because they have." I'm like, "No, we've made it already this far with our downloads without <laughs> big people following." You know, so it's it's. Yeah, I'm like, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta toot your own horn. You know, when yeah. you know when you know you got it, you just you yeah. know you got it. It's yeah, okay. yeah. It's, no. okay to, it's okay to be confident sometimes. You know, I well, I definitely am. Uh, I I just like <laughs> to be low key about the things I'm doing. You know, because I don't want mm. people. It's not about that, but which is mm. weird because I have a podcast where I share share crap about my life. So <laughs> yeah. like, it's kind of one of those weird things. No, Chicks, you know what's really cool about today? Yes, we have a special guest. A that special guest that I have 
known for quite a while now. Um, we're actually in the same fraternity. And, you know, for the listeners, we're Brothers Land of Theta Phi, Latin Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, he pledged in a different chapter, but we were kind of, a, um, we were, in, we both, his chapter and mine belong to the same sector or region. So we're able to run into each other, see each other a couple of times. But uh, since then, I've just noticed, uh, you know, this person's light from afar. He is, has been working in the radio and television industry for years. Um, and recently, he's been posting a lot of really cool style uh, mm-hmm. tips and tricks. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he's working with with a company. I'll let him share all that here in a second. But yeah. I'm really excited uh, to get to speak with him today. I feel like we're going to get to learn a lot. He's very chill uh, down low. Keanu, if you're listening, he's from originally oh, yeah. the Bay Area. So, you know, go crazy <laughs> right now. Yeah, and Get uh, hyphy, get hyphy, <laughs> I wonder if they hate that. that that's the one thing everybody knows them Maybe for. Maybe we'll have to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll have to ask. You'll have to, ch- you'll have to check us. Um, anyways, without further ado, uh, uh, you know, let's give a big brown sound welcome for Netza Romero. Netza, what is up? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Hey, hey, what's going mm. on? We are, we're here surviving, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's always bright in my world. So. <laughs> that's, good. that's great to hear. That's great to hear. I'm, I'm ready to get hyphy with you guys. All yeah. Right. And this go. is, this is, so you're not new to this. You've been, you've been on radio for a long time. I think I remember when you were in college, I listened oh my to, God, do not uh, remind me. like a radio do not segment. Remind me about my yeah, you were on sure. there. I remember <laughs> listening to you. I remember. <laughs> I listened one time. I think I, I'm pretty sure I followed it. Y'all were having a conversation on uh, relationships. Oh I think God. at the time. You know, I I actually good. missed and like I definitely remember those days. Uh, and it was crazy how the you know it, this is I want to say and I I feel like it's true that it was way before podcast existed. Where you know yeah. in college I got to you know I was taking a class a radio class and the the requirement was to have a radio show once a week I believe and and yeah like you know and it was because it was online radio anybody mm-hmm. across the the whole world could hear it you know I think I had someone yeah. and like especially brother because I would I would like promote it in my Facebook and like brothers would tune in and I think I had someone yep. they were like visiting Spain and they were listening to me from Spain which is crazy <laughs> oh, wow. but I do remember you guys yeah. you know and, and uh, the Idaho brothers tuning in and like listening and I was just like yep. what the hell like there and they would call because <laughs> I had a, a line for people to call and like give a oh, shot dang. it was it felt like it was like a real radio show but it wasn't um uh but it was fun it was fun doing that well, and you, know. you brought me back to those memories yeah yeah well i was a real person listening so <laughs> I, I feel like it was no no yeah oh uh, where it was like hush hush hush, hush. we're yeah. listening i'm all shut up netza's on that's hilarious <laughs> they're talking about relationships yeah, i'm taking yeah, that's funny. I, I remember that that uh that show too because i remember i had like some uh girls come help me with it and like we took yep, calls of yep. like i want to i think it was uh what is the the best pickup line i think and i don't know if it was that show you were yep. listening to and then so yep, the guy someone. that was the call was like oh do you have an older brother and then i was like wait what and she was like yeah i just don't want to date a girl has an older brother because i don't want to get beat up or something and that was his pickup line and i was and then the girl that was talking to him was like that's really your pickup line like that is the weirdest thing it was just funny it was funny when he brought Oh, if you don't think you beat up my brother, you yeah, we definitely should. (laughs) (laughs) You're like my brother. That was (laughs) that's funny. Yeah. Um. So that's a. 
before we get into like learning more about you, well, actually, no, let's get to know about you because that's what the episode's about. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you share a little bit on your story? Like, what's your background? Where are you from? Um, are you originally from the Bay Area, um, or like, did you move from somewhere to yeah. there? Uh, and and then also tell us a little bit about like the college life, and then if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what interested you in coming down this career path for radio and television. Okay, definitely. You guys are taking me to through memory lane. I yeah. well, I was uh, born and raised in Mexico City. And then moved here, I don't know, when I was like, I, I believe, 12, 13. Uh, and I pretty much lived most of my life in, in the Bay Area. Um, I, I like to say that I'm from Berkeley because that's where I grew up. I went to middle school, high school. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm Mexican. I actually recently became a U.S. citizen. So I'm now Mexican-American. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Yeah. It's always a big deal. And, yep. and yeah, so I just fast forward when I went to college in San Francisco State, uh FSU, Go Gators, and and I I always wanted to study the whole you know well as you mentioned I'm, I'm in the radio and television uh, field business and I always wanted to do that like my mom would always tell me how like I would like set up like my own studio at home and like get a microphone and pretend like I was like a host <laughs> and like I don't know what where that came from I don't know like actually nobody in my family like like in, uh, back then were into that or were working there you know like so it's yeah. just not like I was mm-hmm. following yeah. the footsteps for somebody else so it was it was just funny hearing all the stories that she had so I always knew that I wanted to do that and like that was like that yeah. you know when it came to applying for colleges I always was looking at the schools that had some type of program that had a radio and television you know and out of all the schools that I applied SF State was one of the tops with the especially in the CSU system that had like one of the best programs in all the CSU uh, CSU schools so I decided to go there. I also had a four-year scholarship, so I was like, I cannot pass on that. You know, I was like, I need to go there yeah, and take advantage good. of that. So, so I did it. Um, graduated back in 2011. Damn, so many years ago. Uh, so <laughs> I graduated 2011, and you know, after after coming, you know, getting out of college, I thought like, oh my god, uh, it's going to be so easy to find jobs. You know, and you know, let me add mm-hmm. on top of that, I was actually an AB540 student. So even thinking of that you know like trying to find good jobs or like you know the the ones that are like you know just great for me i guess you know especially after getting my my degree yeah. it, it was it was tough you know it wasn't easy at all so yeah you know and especially adding the ib540 aspect actually i want to say you know, yeah. we made it not as easy you know either uh but uh yeah, bro. And if you if you don't mind sharing uh, with our listeners, what so AB five forty is the oh my god, I you caught me off guard. So it was it's basically the <laughs> students that are um, or it's like a program. Um, I want to say a law that uh, and it, maybe you guys know better. So correct me if I'm wrong. That uh, is granted for you know children that were brought into the country by their parents. Um, you know when you were okay. younger and like you kind of like grew your life here. So the AB five forty program, it's pretty much it, it would allow all those those children you know that were bribed by their parents when they were little to in a way have a better opportunities whether in college whether jobs um and i, and I it, might be wrong it sounds a little bit i think that's in general that's yeah. what it is because then from there became the the daca, the DACA? yeah from their daca turning or in a way connected okay because it sounds it sounds really close to daca De- deferred action for childhood around, arrival, yeah, something so like that I think. actually yeah, actually that's, that's it, what okay. i meant i was a daca uh you know a daca person but I was an AB 540 yes. first, you know, AB 540 allowed me to, yes. uh, to apply for college to, you know, um, 
mainly most of that is you get some like rights you know as connected to that um yeah. but then in general it just gives you the opportunity to apply for school to um yeah. kind of like not not think that you're kind of like in the shadows and like all my college career i was a, i was an a540 student so so yeah. yeah what i meant is after graduating i became a daca recipient and and thanks okay. to that i was able to kind of like find like like be able to apply to jobs that are really meant you know that were connected to my degree that were gonna put me on a right. better um you know allow me to grow allow me to to grow in my career so so definitely thankful for that yes. you know like i feel like if it wasn't for daca yeah. i probably wouldn't have made it this far so uh so i i like talking about it when people ask me about it I, i'm always happy to say I, I don't feel like i uh promote it or show like or talk about it as much but uh by all means someone he asked me is you know i'm always happy to talk about yeah that. yeah i have a uh, friends and family members um and yeah some close family members that were also daca and because of daca they were given you know opportunities to also study and um it's also a protection from deported uh, deported yeah of course or, so it's it's a big deal and california has always been like a step ahead of everybody and like just yeah, rights definitely. right for anybody including immigrants and anybody else and so anyways to say to say the least it's it's a, it's a really great program i'm also thankful for 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 that especially yeah, and, and, my, and like it's still running you know it's like i know it started with obama still or, you know, he's the one who brought it in and, and approved it. But like to this day, it's still running. Like, I feel like I know there's like a mm-hmm. cut up age. Uh, and I forgot what it is, but like, if it wasn't for now me being a citizen, I feel like I would have still be that guy at this point, you know. And like, I would have definitely yeah. tried to take advantage uh, of that program as much as I could. And you know, like, I actually when I sometimes talk to other students or like you know people that are in college and that they were in that same boat as I was, you know, I love sharing mm-hmm. experiences to them, and, and they obviously see how far I've gone being being DACA or, yes. or while being mm-hmm. DACA. So so it, it is an inspiration to to others, and like, there's people like DACA that have made it even farther than me that you know I became lawyers right. or, or became you know even have a, even greater positions doctors you know and like it, it's crazy to to think right. how like you know that program has made an impact on, on different people's lives right and how many uh how many members like positive role models and like contributing members of society those people have become because they're you know that's the other piece too um so not to digress uh Nitsa, but so you graduated and then what happened so i graduated and then i um i feel like the year i graduated no because i became i got accepted in daca in 2012 which is when it started so for that whole year yeah. thing i did uh i did my last internship because i was still i graduated in december or i finished my school in december and i walked in in the spring of 2012 so i was still considered yeah. a student so i was able to uh get one last internship before finally leaving college which was which was great for me and through that i was able to do um obviously get more experience and then so now we're in yeah. 2012 now i'm daca and then i was like okay so now i really need to get myself a, like a good job you know and mm-hmm. i feel like my first job as a daca recipient was working at express which is a clothing company that I'm going to talk a little bit more about later. But I actually, yes. w- I actually applied to be a sales associate for, for a, a seasonal sales associate during the Black Friday Christmas season. So that was actually my first job with my DACA. And I was like, well, you know what? It's better than nothing, right? You know, I wasn't, I wasn't getting right. anything in in the in the media industry like i wanted but i needed to make money i needed to save up and like just be you know just you know get some type of income so i started doing that and then in 2013 um 
So I only did uh, uh, Express for like a, for like six months, I believe, because it was just seasonal. And after that, yeah. I I landed this job as a editor because I love editing. I love video editing. That's kind of like one of the fields. Like I did study radio and television, but my focus was video editing, video production. So I met this guy that was uh, had just filmed the movie. It was like an independent film, and then he needed like an editor to put the the shots together or like you know arrange them. So then then. An actual, you know, video production company would edit everything, the movie, you know. So I got a contract for a year to do that, which was crazy because I, I think I, I was, I got referred by one of my professors in college, which was amazing. Oh, wow. And and they hired me, they gave me a contract. So then I was, while I was doing that, I saw a position opened up at Univision, and Univision has always been the place where I always wanted to work. Uh, you know, like I feel like all uh-huh. Latino families grew up watching Univision, and it's such a huge, you know, yes. a huge thing for us Latinos that everybody knows Univision everybody knows the, the channels and uh, now the radio shows that they have so I you know I saw a position and then I was like okay how how do I do it to to get in here you know and at that time I had a friend who was working there she was like a radio host or she had like a, a radio show in the evenings and you know I just messaged her I was like hey I'm interested and like I just graduated a year ago and like I want to be able to get my foot into the company and I don't care if I need to start from the bottom like I just want to get my foot in and she was like yeah. oh yeah definitely like I know they're hiring like uh, and it's like it was an entry level position she was like so I could by all means share your resume and then, you know let's see how it goes so because of the fact that she had access to the actual hiring manager or like the person that was looking for to hire a new person she knew yeah, who yeah, the she, person she, was, she, she was that was her boss you know so i was able to get my resume literally on his to his office you know and i feel like wow. a week later he called me for an interview and i m- mind you for this this entry level position was in radio and i had no like radio experience aside from that radio show we were talking about earlier and like literally on my cover letter i mentioned how i had a radio show in college for like you know one season you know like just one semester and i was like you know that's pretty much you know all i know about radio but like you know i would love to learn more you know and like and like you know just my goal is to be able to grow with the company and do other things so you know hopefully you're you know they're interested in me so they gave me an interview and uh, the interview everything went great um i always say that when people ask me about like when i started or when i talk to people that want to go in this field and they, they ask me about how i started i want to say the reason why they picked me was because uh, at the end of the interview the person that interviewed me asked me to record some station promos or like sales promos i don't know how they how they used to call them but like pretty much was like oh would you mind before you leave go to the studio and record this because he said that there was something about my voice that he felt like was very suiting for radio he's like i want to hear how it sounds behind behind a microphone i was like, all right sure so i went and recorded like two promos i forgot they were like about like uh some law firm i think you know like you know if you get if you yeah. get like injured at the job call this number type of thing and i literally get called back a week later so this is like it was like one week i gave the resume one week i have my, my interview the next week i get called back you know kind of like for a final interview quote unquote and they're like you know we love you we want to have you on board are you do you want to work for us you know so then i was like so shocked because i was not Dang. expecting it to go so quick that's so cool and <laughs> yeah. literally the i think that was on a monday's so on tuesday my first day actually 
to start my job. I while I was getting, you know, they were teaching me how to use the system and the radio and stuff. Uh, as I was listening to the radio, I hear that promo I recorded on the air, like playing on the radio. And then I was like, wait, I thought this was a test. Like, you know, I recorded it, but it wasn't. It was like an example. Yeah. I even thought it was something that someone else had recorded, but it was what they had to to show me as an as a sample. Well, no, they actually recorded right. me and used it as a promo for for their company. So oh, wow. that wow. you know that was another shock that was happening because everything happened was happening so quick. And, and while while I was there, while I was working in, in the Bay with them, I I literally recorded so many station promos and so many commercials, which is crazy because you would, like my mom would hear me <laughs> while she was driving and then she would always like, you know, call me right away. Oh my God, you're on the radio. Uh, so, so it was crazy. It was crazy, you know, having that experience. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, kind of like, that's a little bit how I got my foot in the door. But obviously, you know, radio wasn't what I wanted to do like it was i mean i loved it it was like a great thing to not only learn from but to start from but you know my goal was always right. to do tv or do something related to video and and it it, it just it wasn't it, i knew it wasn't going to be easy but i knew i was going to try my hardest to to do that you know so i um right. i feel like I, I mean i only did that position i was uh, i started as a board operator which a board operator is kind of like someone that just sits on the board and they had to listen to commercials to make sure that they're airing their right way you know it's like there's like a, a a list of how they're you know a list of how they're supposed to you know run in order so your job is to listen yeah. and make sure that the commercial is running at the right time you know at the right section and it, it, it sounds very tedious but it's literally at first i was like damn i'm gonna be sitting here doing nothing but it kind of just time went by so quick that it was like <laughs> i got so used to it and like to the point that i was like oh yeah it is it is and i would have to check up like the commercial as it was coming in and then sign it at the end of the day so uh i, I don't know i felt like uh i got so used to it that then i ended up having extra time to do other things so um the i was working with the person that hired me who was also a radio host he was like oh you know i also need someone to help me with my social media and then also like you know whenever whenever i'm not available to be here in the studio if you could help me pick winners like you know when people call to win tickets for something and i was like yeah sure so i started doing all of that while also being doing my board operator work so uh, he realized that i had more to offer than just being sitting there listening to commercials and i remember i remember even i used to work on saturdays yeah. and it was my shift was from six to midnight or something like that it was like the winter yeah. shift but it was like someone needed to be there listening to the commercials you know so i was like okay i mean it's hours for me you know why not so all my Saturdays were at the radio station, sitting down from six to midnight, listening to those commercials. Uh, but yeah, so I, I only lasted there for about six months when they realized that I had more to offer. So they took me out of there and they um, gave me a position where I could do more hands-on. Like uh, they, obviously, because I was doing social media, they saw, oh, like he's doing social media, let's put him to do social media. So I started doing social media, whether it was creating, you know, content from like you know with the with the radio talent or like you know if it was like a promotion they were giving away tickets on facebook for example then i would i would do those posts so you know obviously they started seeing that i had more to offer uh and little by little i started kind of like showing all my skills uh i brought in all my 
video production skills and they're like, oh, you can make videos. I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of like what I did in college. So I started getting those opportunities to film videos, to, you know, create different contents for, for their websites or it started with social media. But then also I was like, I could do this for a website too. So they ended up buying, um, yeah. like not for me, right. But for my department or my position, a camera, so I could go and film, I could go and take pictures. And, and it was like, literally, it was kind of like if they were creating everything for me, cause it wasn't there. You know, like there was no equipment there to film. There was no computer with like the editing systems and anything. So everything was kind of like, you know, we see like that we could gain something out of this person. So let's just give him the tools so that he could shine. And, and and that's what helped me grow, you know, like showing myself, being able to prove that I could do more than just sitting and listening to commercials. And like little yeah. by little, I... I was able to finally reach a point where I was like, you know, like I've done so much here. Like I feel like I could go in for a higher position. And and in those first three years, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I was in the Bay Area, obviously, were, were tough because I kind of like kept doing things to show them like I was a good employee and I could do a lot more than just, you know, even just social media. So so they, right. the opportunity came to, uh, there was like a, a position for a, a digital producer or like a video producer. Um, no, what it was it called? I think it was, uh, either digital producer or multimedia producer, one of the two. And I was like, you know what? I'm great for it. I feel like that's me. Like I read the qualification. I was like, that's totally me. But he was in LA. So then I was like, oh, like, you know, like, am I ready to make that move? Like, am I ready to, you know, whatever, leave the nest? You know, at that time I was, I was leaving with my grandparents, but I was also staying at my girlfriend's house, like here and there. So it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was like a, a tough decision to make, but, uh, but I know that's what I wanted. Yep. Like I always wanted to have that opportunity mm-hmm. and especially uh, not only for the company, but where where I was going to be working at, where at that point for for Univision, it was one of their headquarters. So everything happened at that office. Oh, like wow. a bunch of the, oh, wow. the network shows were filmed there. All the celebrities, when they would come for interviews, would go there. So I don't know. Like I kind of like wow. really, really felt like that was for me and I had a good chance to you know, to get it. And Mm -hmm. through different people that got to know me over those three years in the Bay Area, I was able to get a lot of kind of like um, referrals or recommendations or, you know, just people that had good, Mm -hmm. good things to say about me. And they gave me the opportunity to apply and I got accepted. So I moved to LA in 2016. And then I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to just try to do my best here. Like now I'm in LA, you know, now I'm in at that building where everything is happening. And, and, and yeah, you know, kind of like the rest, I would say the rest is history because it's kind of like where that's where I really got to unfold and do so many things. But, but it was kind of like a, a, a road that I had to, or like the stairs that I had to go up to to get to where I am to how far yeah. I went and, and I loved it I loved every second of it and I obviously love talking about it because it's you know it's it's such a huge accomplishment for me uh, for my family and yeah. and yeah you know it's uh you know now I do have that history of being a digital producer I got to work with so many uh, well I, I was still doing I was doing digital but I was still with radio so I was working with syndicated mm-hmm. radio shows meaning they're heard all over the country. Oh, wow. And it's also under Univision, so it's like you know this this celer- this personalities are very well known across the across the whole country. And, and I also got to work with with artists. Yeah. You know, I got to meet so many celebrities that I could you know 
can't even couldn't even imagine me. I'm glad that you got to this part because I remember seeing a picture of you and a young Jay Balvin. Yeah, oh, that was when I was still in the Bay though. Like I literally, oh, was it? Balvin, <laughs> I feel like Jay Balvin and me were nobody at that point because I was literally that was my second year at Univision <laughs> and Jay Balvin was barely getting himself uh, kind of like a promoter here in the U.S. And and actually, if I if if I yeah. had like mm. I know Univision helped him a lot to push his career here in the U.S. because you know he left Colombia and. Oh. Okay. He wanted to, you know, get himself known, you know, and like, I remember he was like, oh, whenever you guys want to bring me for a concert, just let me know. I'll be more than happy, even if it's at a club. And then I'm like, now seeing the J Balvin that he is, it's like, damn, he was so willing to just sing at a club yeah. when now he's <laughs> making songs with Beyonce and he's performing at Coachella and then he's making world tours and making, you know, collaboration CDs with Bad Bunny. And like, you know, it was just crazy. But like, I did meet, uh, meet him when he was still getting himself you know well known across the across the world you know at least well you know in the u.s let's say and i think what what city yeah. was that i think it was like la familia when he was promoting at that point i remember it i had the cd been. he signed it for me and, and i still have it somewhere oh, but no. it was like at that point and i'm being completely honest i did not know who he was i swear i was like i don't know who this guy is uh maybe i wasn't <laughs> maybe i wasn't hey, listening who? to that much music at that point <laughs> and, and mind you he didn't have all his tattoos when i met him i think he had he had the la oh, familia yeah, one but now he's all full, full of cover tattoos he had a different hairstyle he looked completely different so yeah <laughs> everything style was and different I got to, too yeah because well he obviously he came to promote his his i mean uh, la familia uh cd and he uh i had a in, i had to do an interview with him for for our digital uh radio uh, we were doing this the audio for the people that listen to the the radio on their computers or their phones so if the, there's an there we have a, a a radio app for the company that where people listen to the radio shows and stuff so they he was doing that interview so that they could put it on that app. uh and i got to pretty much ask him the questions uh, and we also filmed it on video and we also did a couple of things for social media so yes it was crazy meeting him back then ever since i, I don't feel like i've seen it i didn't get to like interview him or, or like talk to him at all after that i wonder if he remembers that day because it's like literally so many years ago but uh but yeah like you know i had the opportunity of working with you know now a-list you know artists you know uh that i have made it so far um i mean i got to do i got to interview antonio banderas salma hayek i mean who else i'm, oh, I'm wow. trying to think someone is so big <laughs> what's the energy for you when you're like meeting celebrities for the first time i'm just curious like were you like oh my gosh mom so at the beginning I was, I want to say I, I did have a little like a starstruck moment because I was kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe they're right in front of me. But as time goes and the more you see them, because there's some artists that I've seen so many times that they already recognize me, that they already like, hey, how you been? You know, or oh, they fo they follow me on Instagram because, you know, cool. we we see each other so often. And, yeah. and and there were some that I was like, oh, also like the ones that the ones I have seen so often, I'm kind of just like, oh, OK, you know, you again, almost, you know, <laughs> but it's like it's because you get used to it. <laughs> and like, I don't I don't feel like I really had a, a stars truck moment where I was like, oh, my God, I can't talk to the person because I was so used to working. And it's, it was kind of like it's my line of work. You know, I need to one, be professional yeah. uh, and then two, just do my job. You know, so it's it, there's no no chance for you to kind of like, you know, have like a freak out moment that, you know, this artist is walking into your studio, you know. So. Uh, so, yeah, at the beginning, I yeah. did. But then I got used to it, I guess. <laughs> Let me ask you another question. Is there you don't have to say who, but was there ever a oh, celebrity I knew, that came I knew through that, that you're like, uh, I wish 
conversation. I didn't meet you. <laughs> there were there were a couple, uh, and just like anybody, you know, I want to say, and like maybe because people see see celebrities in like a pedestal, you know, they think they're like up here and like you can't touch them, and you know they're they're, they're untouchable, and like you know you will never have access to them. But in, but in general, they're human beings. They're regular people, you know, and like just like regular people that have a bad day or have good days, or they might be going through something. So I can't really speak for for that, you know, like because I'm I'm not sure if like that person is gonna come in and have a good mm -hmm. attitude or is gonna come in and like and be you know annoyed or not want to do the interview, you know. But with, there were a couple a couple artists that yeah they definitely were not kind of like as nice as others <laughs> I would say. Uh, but but like I said, I'm sure it wasn't because they because of me or because of they were there. It's like I'm sure there was something else happening at that time that was probably not making them feel comfortable or happy about you know having to go on this tour to talk about their their new cd or their new movie or whatnot you know but um uh, there were a couple just to say just to say the least <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's very common like in the media like there's i mean with my job i've met a few different um celebrities that come and perform for concerts here and stuff so sometimes they'll yeah. do like a radio drop for us or whatever and i remember an artist pretty legendary hip-hop artist uh he did a radio drop but he was like you're not coming in like Damn. give me your phone i'll record like he was like not like i was like okay yeah. and just like awkwardly stood there and that was it and but it was like a oh hi i'm, <laughs> I'm so and so i'm this yeah and i was like like okay but i mean I'm I'm like, yeah, i get it though like if you i'm know, always like, giving, here to do a job the, giving them the benefit of the doubt i don't know i don't know if they're actually just like that and, yeah and, you know and like maybe i've just i, I was just like assuming yeah. they, they had a bad day but but yeah you know it's like i also do feel for them because they're just regular people i mean i don't know if you guys mm, saw yeah, when yeah. when uh Jay, i mean a uh, bad bunny threw <laughs> someone's phone because you know they were on his face you know they're they're oh, still yeah. regular people you know they don't want to get bombarded by people exactly. and like feel like they're like you know you're annoying them so mm -hmm. i don't know it's a little bit of, of both you know both things yeah. where like it could yeah. be that they're like that or it's just that they're you know, just not having a good day. Yeah. Right. I just had this conversation the other day about like, uh, you know, some people put celebrities on that pedestal and stuff. Cause I feel like the, with the bad money thing, throwing the phone, I mean, I probably would have did the same thing. Cause I'm like a space person. Like don't get in my space. Like it's like, I'm more like, Oh, if you get my space then I'm like on guard, like wait, hold up, you know? So it, it makes sense. And, and people assume that they, because that's their, you know, that's their job. That's what they do, that they have to grant people to do that and i don't think that's right i feel like you know there's there's a time and space to do those things and and yeah like you know i just i just see how how much they deal with and how much they go yeah. through you know just for being public yeah. pe uh, persons yeah. and and it's just i'm sure it's also yeah. like a bad thing of of having that platform you know and like being on that platform you know that you have yeah. to get used to that or accept sure. that that's a good perspective let me ask you uh kind of a last question to just this part um which celebrity has been your favorite so far to connect with oh that's a good my question. favorite oh, <laughs> it's because there's there's so many um <laughs> oh oh okay Nitsa. <laughs> <laughs> i've just met so many celebrities <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say my favorite would like doing content with like if i was filming something 
have always been the the original Mexican bands. I haven't met so many, but they were always willing to do things. I'm like one of those, like my job is obviously to produce and be creative. So I will have them dress up. I will have them like, you know, do this video where they have to walk in and pretend they're talking to this girl. And like, you know, it's like they're always, they were always willing to help and to collaborate with me. Um, but okay. someone that I love working with, oh, I don't know, that's going to be hard because it's like I say, it's, it's been so many. I know when I did, um, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's not one. I could be biased because I really like them. I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge CNCO fan. Mm-hmm. So I got to. I don't know if you guys know who CNCO is, but it's a, a boy band. Yes, uh, yes I yes. got to work with them a couple times, and every single time was always a pleasure doing content with them. Uh, but I'm also like a huge fan, so it's like you know, like I'm biased and to say that they're my favorite. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, do you need a sixth? Uh, do you need a sixth uh, CNCO member? I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> right they, they were they were super nice all the time that i got to meet them um yeah i don't think there's one specifically because they every every everyone had a different thing that you know they were really nice about or like they were they complimented my shoes or like complimented my outfit or whatever you know it's like it's i don't know it was just always nice meeting meeting them and seeing them as real people so i wouldn't just pick one yeah so netza uh let me ask you some questions working in Univision, i assume that a lot of the your coworkers might have been Latino. Is that true or? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you'd be surprised that. You know, uh, at least not for those people that are actually working on on creating content or like on you know publishing or you know what you know some things more like are uh, suited for like you need to speak Spanish because you need to talk Spanish or you need to know how to write Spanish very good accents and everything you know so it's it's like for those I feel like you do need to speak Spanish need to be Latino but but there's also those where like okay. you know like I I there were times where I would go to the like sales area and everyone seemed like they were white. And I'm kind of like it's hard to like and and I you know not to add to the you know make them look bad but like people would say like how like maybe that's why we're not getting sold as good because it's it's not our people selling our people it's like somebody else who you know obviously is good at sales or has good marketing techniques and like they they know what they're doing but then i do agree that you need to know the brand and the person you're selling and if you don't have that connection right it's not as easy for you to do that job and and i i 100 agree with that so right. so you you see a little bit of both you know it's like obviously they don't discriminate you know if you want to apply for the job and you're good at what they're requiring they're going to hire you but it if it's if it's something right. where they do need someone to be you know an expert at uh, writing in Spanish or like speak Spanish, like I do feel like you will get more towards like oh we maybe we need a Latino person for that or at least a Spanish speaker for the, for that for yeah. that sense you know so yeah. so yeah you get you get half and half I would say half and half okay then my follow up question is what were some barriers or challenges that you can think of not necessarily at the one spot you've named because you've worked in a few areas in in radio and also in uh, TV, but but what what do you think have been some like barriers or challenges you faced that uh, stood out to you? I feel like I mean for starters from the beginning, just getting your foot in the door. I feel like that is the biggest challenge um, because I, I'm like the example that, you know, in order for you to get to work at a company like this, you need to have a good networking. You know, you need to know someone like that. I feel like now it's yeah. it's uh, uh, the most common thing nowadays, you know, like unless you know someone that's there, it might not be as easy for you to get in. And and that was one, I would say, one of the biggest challenges. The other one would be uh, just being able to be patient 
to to get those opportunities for growth because not everyone could like be okay i'm gonna stay another year and like just wait to see what happens you know and like and and i'm just going to like get get way more time you know and like just see if something happens like i feel like you do have to have the patience and the the love for what you do to want to get you know stuck there for a little bit so that you could then you know get to where you want to be um that's one of the hardest things i would say for any uh any media or like job in this field because and especially here in la it's like everybody wants to be in in, in there you know everybody wants to work for a tv company everybody wants to be work for a, a streamer now uh, and you know it just makes it harder for for people to apply for people to get those jobs so um so the networking aspect is very is very important and it's one of the the biggest struggles for people to get in there and the other one like i said just having the patience to know to wait for that opportunity because they will come you know you if you push yourself and you prove to the management to the people that you're working with that you're worth it and you you worth given the opportunity to to grow you're gonna get it so it's all about patience yeah i i that's that's pretty cool and um I think that's awesome that you're sharing your experience because I feel like too, you know, Univision is also a huge uh, platform for like positive representation for like Latino people. Uh, natives, we don't got that yet, but hopefully in the future we'll have a huge platform like that that can, you know, put us in a, in a positive representation um, light. I know we, we mentioned a little bit before we started recording about you are a fashion ambassador for a certain company. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? I, th- I think that would be pretty cool because obviously I think if people know who follow us on Instagram we do like to take pics so I think it's kind of cool it's like especially how you know trying to take Javier's picture is like sometimes it takes us you know Damn. 40 tries and it's 40 different locations and I'm like Okay. Wow. Ten outfit changes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would love to hear more about that. Just so I could maybe help you give you some points. I had a, <laughs> I had a, a huge opportunity to, you know, I don't know where it came from. Uh, to this day when people ask me, because like, it, now it's, it's such a huge program. But like when I started, I was like, people asked me, oh, how do you get in that? I was like, I don't know. I just got an email. And they told me if I wanted to get, you know, uh, take a picture with the clothes and then get a gift card. And then I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm already wearing it. Like, I've been wearing Express ever since I can remember. Like, when I was in, like, transitioning from high school to college is kind of when I started, like, shopping there. So I was like, you know, especially, you know, being in the fraternity, we used to go to a lot of conferences and sector meetings and every month. So you need to be in a suit. And, like, I was like, okay, I need to change my wardrobe and, like, you know go go to a nice store and like pick nice shirts and and maybe a couple of suits just so i could have a, a variety to to wear so i was already wearing it and then all of a sudden i get this email saying like hey we we like um we know i, I don't know what exactly what it said it's just that they wanted me to take a picture with the clothes and they were going to give me a gift card for it this was back in 20 i don't know 2016 2017 i think and i was already living in LA. like and i was like maybe because i moved to la but i was like how would they know you know so i was like okay so they selected me and then I started doing that. And it was like a monthly thing where like every month I had to take a picture and then they would send me a gift card. And then I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm an ambassador now for, for, for Express. And it wasn't until 20, 
2021 that they started this program that's called the Express Style Editor. And it's pretty much just a program where you get to share your um, your knowledge or your passion for fashion with other people. And like you get to help them, style them, like, you know, give them ideas for, you know, maybe they have an event coming up or they have a wedding coming up, for example, and they need like a suit or they need just like an outfit to wear for that wedding. So then, you know, uh, the program was meant for you to help those people, uh, help style those people, you know, pick the outfits for, for whatever um, occasion. And I also just got invited, you know, like... Like now you have to actually apply and then you get selected or like they go through like, a, I'm, I'm sure some type of interview process. But at that point, when I got the invitation, it was just me just getting in. They're like, hey, we want you. Do you want to do it? And so I started doing it. And I've been loving it. Uh, it comes with a lot of perks because I, I get, you know, discounts on clothes. I owe like the the other good thing about it is like I get to host uh, events in, in their stores where I pretty much just go to the store on a given day and I help, you know, people with their styling. You know, it's like, oh, were you, you know, what, what are you getting dressed for? Oh, okay. I could probably recommend you this, this, this. And out of whatever sales the store makes, cool. you know, while during the time that I'm there, I get a commission for it. And and also for oh, when oh, I style wow. someone, like That's you know, cool. you're like, oh, you know, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking to buy new jeans. So then I, I send you a link with a couple of the jeans or the new, uh, if you have a specific style that you like. So I send you a link with those those jeans, and then whatever you buy through my link, I also get commission for it. It was like a side hustle. Oh, wow. it, it, for dope. for me, it became a also because now it wasn't just me posting a picture and and getting a gift card to buy more clothes from them it's like i'm making money out of the people that buy through my links out of the events that i get to host um also uh recently i uh, i also got the opportunity they because like i said they have so many perks they have this uh every year they do different incentives and what it is is like they ask you to do content or they ask you to make a certain number of sales and they pick a, a couple of the people that you know apply or do the content and you know get the sales to do photo shoots like official photo shoots with the company where like they take you to a given location oh, wow. and then they have oh. the whole crew they have like hair makeup they have like a, a trailer for you to get dressed at or whatever and then i actually was um a winner for one of those incentives and i flew to miami for a photo shoot and it was just amazing because i oh wow. like, i obviously i'm not I mean, we're in a podcast and you're, you're not seeing me and I'm not your typical model type where like I'm not six foot. I'm like, you know, like whatever, like nice face features or anything, you know, to say that I could be a model because there's people in this program that are actually trying to be models, you know, and it's it's all like anybody could join this program, to be honest. So whether you want to be a model, whether you want to just make money on the side, whether you just love Express and you want to buy clothes for yourself and your friends and your family. So, um, so yeah, so I got to go to Miami and then I got to to take these pictures i got to connect with other people that you know are in the same program and like share like experiences and like knowledge about the things we do and it's just been amazing seeing that being able to just take that or get invited by this mm -hmm. you know very well and respected company to promote their products uh, i was actually i don't know if you guys uh, know what the, um, a mailer is but it's kind of like those those promo like catalogs that they send over the mail every month with like coupons for you to shop oh. i was actually featuring one of them where my picture comes 
comes in there and like it was sent over i don't know how many people across the u.s have received it so so yeah seeing myself in one of those was also a huge thing for me because i never expected to see that i i think you can add model to your title now (laughs) i mean i don't know maybe I mean, we've seen we've seen the Instagram feed. Definitely, you could probably add that to your resume. I think. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if I should. <laughs> I would say so. I would say that's a flex. It's a flex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I definitely put I definitely added you know that I I'm a style editor for fashion, but it's like also it's like people yeah. you know go that's to school cool. for that you know, so it's like it's not like I'm actually professionally you know like. Uh, person that works there it's just more like it's like a passion of mine i love yeah. dressing nice and you know looking good when mm-hmm. i go out so it was kind of more like uh like an like an, a side thing for me and, and like the fact that it was it was coming with all these perks and i'm now making money on the side by doing this it's just amazing and and and, and just i always get those opportunities yeah. from them which i love and i appreciate all, all the things they've done with me or the collaborations they've done with me because now you get to see that i i get to do all these reels that they you know they asked me to do and like you know i get paid for them which is amazing so um so yeah it's 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 been a great a great program to be part of and and i would love to continue doing it yeah yeah i think that's also cool too because it plays into like one thing that we always talk about on the podcast about is like representation so now you're seeing like you know representation in these huge platforms and you know so i think that's pretty cool yeah yeah because i know there's not in the program there are a couple latinos but there's not that many you know it's like you know maybe there's 20 tops and it's like the group Group is I think it's like about a thousand of us uh, or so. So, but but then again, you know, not oh, wow. everyone. I would I would say not everyone is active as, as others are. So, but it is a lot of us, and like and like maybe I'm just assuming it's twenty. Maybe there's more. But yeah, you don't see it as much. So the fact that you get to see a Latino getting promoted by this company and like they're sharing my content. I know like uh, they share one of my reels on TikTok, and then it went viral. And I, I didn't even expect it to, for it to go viral on TikTok. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's it, it's also rewarding being part of that. And, and and I'm just happy to see that. And like you said, like be able to uh, kind of like be, uh, oh, you have them use me as a representation of, of the Latino community and like and, and a Latino that's making it, you know, to that level and getting posted on their social media. Yeah, yeah. that's. All of that is really cool because it, it sounds like you've been able to get your foot in your door through your network and mm-hmm. through your hard work and passion, you've been able to kind of just, you know, slowly move up into uh, different roles that better fit your needs. But it seems also that like just through your like involvement, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you're producing, your your passions, brands are picking you up to be their now ambassadors. So it's all really, yeah. really cool. It doesn't sound like there's a set way to actually do that sometimes, right? For you, it kind of just happened and that's that's really neat i (laughs) obviously your hard work paid off and that's always been one of the things that has made people look at you but that's all very it's all very interesting thank you for sharing your story seriously no of course you you've gone so far and um daniel was definitely kidding about me needing 40 pictures (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, but I, I, I wouldn't mind getting some tips on dressing a little better. So I'd definitely reach out. You know, but, but I, I was, I was actually, I was actually gonna add that. You know, when they were, you guys were talking about that, like I, it, it also takes me a while to get a, the right picture. Like I'm, I need to be honest. Uh, I need to be honest with you guys and with your audience. Look, cause it's not. Oh, see, Daniel, see. <laughs> I mean, if you want a picture to look good, obviously it has to. You know, it has to be the perfect picture. So, you know, it definitely takes me a, like maybe not right. 40 locations, right? But, but like definitely a lot of pictures uh, <laughs> to make sure that I get the right one. <laughs> okay. So, 40 locations is here's the scenery. We turn like 90 degrees. That's the next one. We turn another 90. That's the next area. Oh. Okay, I'm over here thinking you guys are walking to the next street and then drive into the next location. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> No, uh, no, uh, I, I think this is a good way to wrap up the part. Uh, and that's, I want to thank you again for being so, uh, open with us and vulnerable yeah. about your story. I think it will definitely resonate with our listeners, specifically, even just the fact that, you know, someone who's Latino, not born in the U S right. Can, can come as far as you have. Right. And so you're currently living in LA. Is that right? Yes. I'm, I'm in LA right now. Okay. That's cool. We're like, Daniel, now we know somebody if we go and visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding, bro. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you guys are in this area, let me know. Kidding, We're like, bro. visit Jersey, visit LA now. Yeah, gotta... trying, trying to find all of our guests that we bring on the show. We're like, oh, now we know someone in that city we can That's hilarious. visit. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to move on to a section, a uh, new segment that are, or not, it's not new, but a segment that we do a lot, uh, almost every episode here at the Brownstone. It's called the brown the brown noises so daniel i thought it was the brown sounds the brown sounds right <laughs> yeah we've had a couple names right yeah. <laughs> anyways anyways our uh, language lesson moving forward um so every episode we always do a language lesson so in my language the nespers language aka nini putempt i'm gonna teach y'all how to say red because i'm wearing red today and uh, a lot of natives you know we wear red a lot to honor uh the missing and murdered indigenous women and so red is just kind of one of those special colors to to native people and so how to say red in nimi putimt is ilp 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 Yep, ilp ilp. Pretty, pretty easy. It's an easy one today. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm sweating it because there's a lot of weird <laughs> tongue things that I need to do to make this sound right. <laughs> All right, so in Spanish, uh, you know, we say rojo. Rojo is red. Rojo. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. You got to roll your R's, man. Rojo. All right, y'all. So this is my favorite round. Uh, usually I'm sweating this round because Daniel always throws the hard curveball questions at me. <laughs> but it's time for our Shades of Brown Shady question round. Uh, we, for anybody that's brand new, this if maybe this is your first episode, we ask three questions. Um, from, from the three questions... Uh, any of the people participating today can skip one, but if you are brave, you will answer all three. Mm-hmm. So here are our questions today. Question
Question one, which friend would you jump in front of a bullet for? Question mm. two, if you can make one law that the whole world had to follow, what would oh, it wow. be and why? And question three, what movie has made you cry and why? Mm. And uh, Netza, we usually let our guests go first, so you and I mind. Oh, damn. I was like, I'm going to have enough time to maybe copy the answer that you're saying. Um, <laughs> what friend? It has to be a friend, right? It cannot be like a family member. Like Nope, for friend. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I would say I would have a lot of friends. Yeah, uh, but you wouldn't jump in front of a bullet for all of them now, so... <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm actually gonna use my skip card for this one. <laughs> what? Oh! <laughs> hey, you, you offer it. You should have never said that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. That's his pass. Okay, so if you can make one law that the whole world would have to follow, what would it be and why? Uh, you know what? Just because I'm inspired what you guys were, we were doing right now with the brown sounds, I would say the law would be that you have to speak more than one language, you know, whether it's Spanish and English oh. or French and English or Spanish and English, whatever, you know, your the law would be that if you don't speak more than, you know, mm-hmm. two languages, you get fined or something. <laughs> oh, I was just saying you die. We're like, yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> oh, lo siento, lo siento. Yeah, that's funny. Me llamo Daniel. Me llamo Daniel. <laughs> All right. And last question. What movie has made you cry and why? Um, I mean, the last one for sure yeah. I remember. Oh, was, we'll show them all. Was Coco. <laughs> when I was watching Coco in the movie theater and it was the last scenes coming up, mm-hmm. I was like, I got a little teary eye. I'm not going to lie. But this that story is beautiful and the yeah. way they, they're portrayed, the whole Dia de Muertos and stuff. I don't know. I just love that movie. And, like, and it definitely got to me. Daniel? Um, okay, so which friend would I jump in front of a bullet for? Like you said, you you know, you don't jump in front of uh, every friend. <laughs> um, right. I, I think for me, I'd probably just have to say you, Javi. Obviously, if I, you know, if we're going to get shot, I would that, be like... That's oh. biased. In Caldwell? Bias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, this, you know, we're on a podcast. I can't have you, you know, die while we're recording. Uh, right. No. <laughs> like, what's going to happen to our show if he dies? Yeah. <laughs> And if I could make one law that whole the whole world had to follow, um, mine would be for the whatever governments to return the land back to the indigenous people. Um, just because land back, um, yeah, I would just say I'm like the U.S. Give us, give us our shit back, you know. (laughs) Um, and what movie has made me cry and why? There's been a few, but I think the most recent one I can think of would probably be um avengers you know when iron man you know had his oh. last his last uh that was his little sad part i mean i didn't it wasn't like super like teared <laughs> i was just kind of like oh dang choked up it got to you <laughs> avengers you know i mean yeah or even like spider-man oh, yeah. too remember like at the end when he when, had, when like, he's on forgot who all that was had to forget who peter parker was so oh yeah oh, so, i mean yeah. that oh, spoiler so alert <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> those, movies, those movies been out for a while, you know. And yeah, so those, those are mine. What about you, Cheek All right. So if I had to jump in front of, yeah, bullet in front of Cheek X, I would pick you also. I would be right there in downtown Caldwell. Yeah. Doing yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> right, 
Uh, just push you out of the way, chica. Yeah, uh, just... At a harm's way. That's that's how I would definitely do it in RPG. Um, <laughs> if you could make one law that the whole world would have to follow, what would it be and why? I think that it would be that um, healthcare would that's be free one. for everybody. Oh. Like anybody that needs that's any kind of healthcare. That's a really good one. And obviously there'd be systems in place to help cover those expenses, right? But I would... I would just want everybody, right, to be able to take care of themselves and get support. So that's one. Uh, and then what movie has made you cry and why? So I'm going to tell on myself, I actually cried uh, at Avengers also, Endgame, or maybe it wasn't Endgame, it was the first one, Infinity Wars. Um, There's a part where they, the Avengers find out that they can ta- uh, time travel, but they need to figure out the math for it or something. So they go to the cabin and then they, it's like Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man's like in a cabin somewhere, tucked away, like, you know, oh, sad yeah. about life so no it must be endgame because uh this is what's funny uh he had a picture of peter parker in his cabin who you remember like became dust and floated away or whatever uh, with the snap yeah (laughs) and so the there was a scene in the cabin where it was like sad somber music and they do this pano of like the cabin and it like comes to peter parker's like picture and then it keeps going and everybody in the theater was quiet like i know for a fact it was quiet and i didn't realize that I had choked up and I was out of breath. So I did one of these. <laughs> the... <laughs> Dang. And everybody listened. So my, oh my friends God. that I went with just turned to me and were like, what the fuck, Kami? <laughs> and, and I guess wow. I turned and like tears ran down my face. And it was, it was just a moment of pure, yeah. I guess it got to me. And, I, and for the record spider-man's cool but i really don't give a crap about that character i'm not that emotionally invested i you know what i mean i'm a fan but um if we're going like back back i one of the movies that has always made me cry is the movie stepmom i'm not sure if you've ever seen it it has julia roberts susan saran it's about these kids whose dad divorces their mom right and then he introduces a stepmom and the kids want to hate her the mom feels a certain way about her because you know she's encroaching on her life on her kids that makes sense well in the movie you find out that the mom has cancer and she's slowly dying right she's slowly Mm -hmm. dying and the kids are like mom if you want us to hate her we will uh but it's all just the sad part about her like slowly like dying and the kids Mm -hmm. coming to term with it and then she does i remember being a little kid and just like bawling my eyes out (laughs) you just think about your mom in those situations right like you're just like about that that's like the the old movie radio too with Cuba Gooding Jr. when his mom died in that movie in radio when he was like freaking out and the coaches go and find him and he's like having a meltdown at the house. That part did get me from yeah. back, back in the day. Like, I, I never, I seen never watched that. I never this. watched that. But now, but they sound good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They sound sad. Um, they sound, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, let's let's wrap up the episode. Let's, I just want to thank you so much for giving yes. us the time, for coming on the Brown Sound and sharing your story with us. Daniel and I are always trying to promote people who are trying to uplift and, you know, um, amplify our Latino and indigenous voices. And you're definitely doing that through all your work and all your efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever find it in your heart, please come back to the Brown Sound. You have an open invitation. Um, And, you know, thank you again for all the work you're doing. I'm definitely (laughs) going to keep up to date with all your style tips because, you know, uh, maybe Jesus knows. No, definitely. I I appreciate you guys having me. I I forgot Uh, to mention uh, earlier when we started, but congrats on your 
four seasons now. I actually did not know you guys have four seasons. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys, you know, continue pushing forward yeah. and happy to be here. Uh, truly appreciate the invitation to, you know, just talk a little bit about what I do. And, and, and yeah, whenever you need some tips, by all means, follow me, follow me on, on Instagram. Oh, you follow me on Instagram, but for your listeners too, you know, like, uh, yeah. take advantage of this <laughs> platform that you guys oh, have. Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow me on, uh, Netza, which is spelled N N E T Z A underscore r-o-m-e-r-o which is my last name uh so netza underscore romero um and that's on instagram actually i feel like all my social medias have that now so so yeah if you guys want to get some styling tips by all means go check out my account and once again thank you for having me yeah and really quick because i forgot to ask this netza actually is short for your real name yes yes oh yeah we didn't talk about that and and we planned it so well what happened to us (laughs) we did we did (laughs) yeah so would you mind sharing your name and then like where where it came from yes so my full name is actually uh Netzawalkoyotl. it's uh it's an aztec name uh in so in aztec it means starving coyote um and like ah, funny okay. story but in, in high school my nickname used to be coyote or coyote and i even had like a chain like a gold chain with it like weird oh. um and my family actually has Aztec roots, but, uh, you know, I was telling you guys earlier that I, uh, my generation didn't get, we, they didn't pass on the language to us, to me and my cousins, uh, my sister too. So, like, I feel like my uncles are the last ones that actually, you know, know how to speak Nahuatl, which is the, the, actually, no, sorry, no Nahuatl, it's called Zapote, uh, which is a, 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 a they're from a town in, Oaxaca, Mexico. So that's where the name comes from. Um, I, I don't know much about it as I went for the meaning. And I know it was a name from like a nasty god. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously proud of proud of uh, oh, wow. of that name. And and I love when people ask me about it. And obviously, it's, it's in all my, my formal paperwork. You know, everybody sees that name and they're like, wait, what is this? Um, but yeah, very proud of it. And like even when I was in high school, I actually even did some Aztec dancing. I did Aztec dancing to honor my name. And, and I did it for oh, a couple. Wow. Years. I even got to oh, got to uh, dance or go dance at a uh, at a tribe in South Dakota, I believe. Uh, I forgot where it was, but it, they had like a ceremony of something, oh, wow. and then they were picking a couple of us to go to. You know, um, I don't remember if we flew or we drove, but I know when we were there, we were driving in, in the van. But um, but yeah, so we got to go to South Dakota to dance at this tribe uh, ceremony, and it was amazing to do that and to see just to have that experience, you know, because I also never. You know, living in the U.S., you or you know, immigrating to the U.S. and living here, you kind of like forget about. Sometimes you forget about your roots and 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 the, whatever country you're from. So when I joined that group to you know dance Aztec, I felt like it was the perfect way for me to honor my family, my name, and it, and it's also a great workout to be, yeah. to add up to everything, you know. So so it was it was a good thing, you know, um, that I had while while growing up, while being in high school, and it sucks that I had stopped doing it, you know, life, you know gets to you and then you get busy and then you know it's it's a commitment that you have to put and to yeah. being part of one oh to be part of one uh, a part of those groups uh and i wish i would have continued but i didn't but uh but yeah so that's what my name mm-hmm. is awesome cool. thanks for sharing how we say coyote and in, in Nespers is it's yeah yeah oh really wow all right cool well again you know thank you for you know sharing your time with us thanks for coming on to the podcast and like we said the listeners go and follow go and please follow do for all your fashion tips and just to see the cool see the cool social media content any other last words 
we had before? Uh, yes. If you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, if you find it in your heart, make sure to give us a five star rating as it does help us come up in searches. Uh, and as always, thank you. thank you for everything. We will see you next time. Adios. See ya. Cut Ciao and muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast for partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only.